Hi, I'm Patricia Clark, and I'm here with Tommy Thompson, and we are going to do a bonus episode on the My Life Map, the three-parter that we've done. In this last one, we're going to talk about uh, My Foundations 360. My Foundations 360. What do you mean by that for our bonus episode? Yeah, I thought about this particular one because I love the concept of a life map, mm -hmm. and yet I've thought that there is something that is for lack of a better word, more foundational yeah. behind all of the things that we talk about or figuring out where we are and what we dream about and what our one thing is that there, there needs to be a foundation that doesn't move and change with time mm -hmm. that directs where we go. And I realized that, you know, a process that I've gone through and done in my own life around this foundations has been one of the core things that has helped me navigate all the twists and turns that life gives. So foundations, I think, is really important. And so I realized that was a part of this bigger picture of a mm -hmm. whole life map that wasn't necessarily included in the, the three steps that we had. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, and I've seen how it's been helpful for me and for some people that I've talked to, sometimes one of the most life-changing concepts. And so I thought, okay, I really want to get this in and add this to our whole life map and our three steps and kind of this core underneath layer that I think can be so helpful. Yeah. It reminds me of in Psalm one, it talks about a tree planted by streams of living water. Yes. And it's this idea of that if you stay close to the river, if the river runs through your life, you know, wherever your map is taking you, if you're sticking close to the river, then you're always going to be nourished. You're always going to have what you need, no matter what the season is in life. And I think it's really helpful to name those things. And I think it's like you said, it it sort of serves as a foundation, almost like a holding point, no matter what hits. And I think you have learned that both by looking back, you've seen, okay, what were the defining principles of our life? Like you look back and discover them. And then by naming them, you can hold on to them looking forward. So what have been some of your foundational principles that have kind of run through your life like a river? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I could, if we wanted to go through my list, because as you know, I, I do lists for everything. Yeah. So I've got for the longest time, it was five. And recently, just in the last year or so, I added a six that I thought was kind of core and foundational to me. But for without going through the exhaustive list, for instance, one of my core foundational principles in life is that I want to live a life of purpose with margin. Uh -huh. That is it matters deeply to me that my life matters and that I'm living a purposeful life. It may not be what I make money doing. Mm -hmm. In fact, most of my life, it's not actually been what I've made money on, but I always wanted my life to be defined by being purposeful. Mm. But I, I realized as I was naming that there was a caveat to it, that I wanted to live a life of purpose but not at the expense of margin mm. in my life. I didn't want to just spend and exhaust myself giving 
endlessly to where I had nothing left in the tank, in essence, for family mm -hmm. or for God or for myself, that I felt like the way that I wanted to define my life and live my life was to live purposefully, but with margin. And so that became, in essence, one of the North Stars of my foundation. So that, in essence, anytime an opportunity would come along, I could hold it up to the, the mirror of that principle and say, does this fit? Is this consistent with who I want to be? And there were times where I would say to something very purposeful, no because I couldn't do it without it being at the expense of margin. At the same time, I didn't want to so highly value margin that I wasn't living a purposeful life. And so those two represent a foundation, a balanced foundation mm -hmm. that colors and has colored for me the decisions that I've gone through. And it's in the naming of that mm. that was the power. Without that, if there was just there would just mm -hmm. be this vague sense, and I would still not really know how to decide things. Wow, I mean, I don't know if you get how wise that is, because no, seriously though, if you by naming that, you're saying, you know, I want to have purpose in my life. So when I wake up in the morning, I want to have a sense of something larger than just eat, drink, and be merry to have my life be about. I want my life to have some kind of impact or significance, but like most purposes that we are passionate about, you recognize that it can take over and yes. exhaust you and then you have burnout. And so you build in this tension of purpose with margin, purpose with margin. And so what's so great about it is that you're enabling that purpose to go with you for the long haul. What happens so often for many of us who live a passionate life of purpose is that you give so much to it that you have burnout and then you have to throw the purpose out altogether because you just can't sustain it. Yeah. And it's also, it has been for me, corrective to ego. Well, I was going to say there's such wisdom and humility in that. Well, I have to work at it. Oh, well, sure. Yeah. But that's yeah. life's wisdom that's yeah. taught you that, I'm yeah. sure. So. Yeah. Okay. So what, so that's one of your foundational principles. What are you talked, you and I talked earlier about how as a family that you can have these found this foundation, these concepts that you built your family around. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. I found that this principle, which I think is so helpful and powerful for the individual to mm -hmm. have clarity on the unique ways that they are created and what they want to invest and give their lives to is also true in the family. And if we believe, as I do, that in marriage, two are one, mm -hmm. therefore this family is this particular unit, then that family kind of has an identity. Mm -hmm. And that family can value, get great strength out of having clarity about what matters most to them, what their identity wants to look like. And, uh, and so I've found for several people that I've worked with that almost even beyond the value of having these foundations for their own life, when they brought that to their family and they could say, we want to figure out what team Clark mm -hmm. is all about or team Thompson or team Johnson, that it, it was this force to say, you know, we have called out and we've gone through 
And this is uniquely mm-hmm. what we're about, which could be about all sorts of different things. And we'll talk about that because foundations is not just kind of a, you know, what are your morals? It can go, it goes way beyond that. But an example in our life. So I didn't do this in our early years. I'd never heard of the concept and I kind of came up with it later, but the earliest kind of version of this for our family was what we kind of had as an unspoken spoken family motto. Mm -hmm. And it was this motto, never give up. It was one of my favorite sayings that I wanted to be representative of my life and I wanted to be representative of our family. So Mm -hmm. I would talk about that a lot. And it's interesting how, um, how God took that family motto, which was both an identity and a joke within our family, and I think affirmed it decades later. So on an earlier podcast that we did at the beginning of the year on on giving, talked about the time recently, just a year and a half ago, when Weezy and I went to Niger, mm-hmm. and we saw all of these different ministries going on in this place that we had chosen to give substantially to schools that were named after daughter parent mm-hmm. parent schools and how we were using these and this was creating this momentum to build a network of parent schools in Niger that that was changing mm-hmm. literally thousands of kids lives Mm -hmm. and we went and we saw this first prototype school and then as we were leaving the country the last place we went was to see the next school that was going to come on board which is now on board Mm. it's now two going on three buildings Mm -hmm. that uh houses preschool through going through middle school. So it's amazing to see what's happened. But we went and saw the before Mm -hmm. of it. And it was these two outdoor classrooms um, with a tin roof that partially covered um, with plywood uh, separating the two classrooms. And Weezy and I walked up to these classrooms and we looked and, and in Niger, the official language is French. Yeah. So it's no English. Yeah. In Niger. And we looked and written in this bright blue on these two pieces of plywood, uh, dividing was the words, never give up. And we they had no idea we were coming. Mm-hmm. They had no idea who we, you know, that we were part of this or whatever. But somewhere it was like this lightning bolt affirmation from mm. God that this identity Mm. That had, was who we were as a family and what we really believed in, that God was saying, I am in this. Mm. And so that's just an example that when you gain that identity for yourself or you gain that identity for your family, a positive, life-affirming, faith-filled identity, it can begin to color everything that goes in front of you. Mm. And that's where I believe this is just so unbelievable. We have to somehow push through the work 
of doing this. But that work, that foundational work to create these foundations is just so, so worth it. You know, I mean, there's so many parts of that story that I love. It's amazing. It's miraculous. It's Mm -hmm. moving. It's all of those things. But it's like there was this little phrase that you all had growing up that isn't that profound. You know, it's really never give up. Like that's just who knows where you first heard that and why you latched onto it and why you decided you it's probably athletic reasons having to do with golf and how terrible you were feeling about your golf game that you decided to adopt that mantra, never give up. But there was something life affirming. There was something positive about it. And you latched onto it and it began to shape your family and your identity. And then I can imagine that when Perrin got sick, that phrase took on a whole new meaning. Never give up. What started as perhaps like something to encourage you on the golf course now has this robust, almost lifeline element to it. And what's so amazing about building your life on a foundation that's positive and life affirming and faith affirming is that it outlasts even our own lives. Like, Karen's body maybe had to give up because it lives in the limits of time, but her spirit in that story has not given up. Like her spirit is living on in these schools in Niger and the kind of give me chills, miraculous thing about it is that somehow you all were there. You got to see that and whoever painted that on the school like it was sort of God, like a God wink, God saying to you all, like, not only is parent spirit never giving up, but I haven't given up on you all. Your life isn't, yes, isn't yeah. over. Like you lost mm-hmm. your daughter, but your life isn't over. I'm still using your life, your spirit, your resources to go on past. I mean, those schools will live longer than you and Weezy do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So there's something really transformative about anchoring your life to some values, some principles that really we discover in our lives. Like, it's almost like we can't just say, oh, I want this to be true. They kind of emerge out of our life and we claim them as good and positive. Sure. And they're both, they both express the truth of who we are and the aspiration of who we want to be. Exactly. It's almost like you're discovering by looking back a pattern, a theme of goodness in your life. And when you see it and you name it, then it becomes almost a force that empowers your life. Yeah, and I love what you say, because I hadn't thought about it from this perspective, but that motto that we had that did kind of infiltrate the way I looked at everything, when it became one of the places that it became so critical was during parents' cancer journey. Mm. And that journey, six and a half years, required a level of perseverance that I had never tested. Mm. And I think it was the, at some level, the already established foundation of that never give up, which was a large part of weathering the storm. And you think the foundations that we build a house on, they're not for the sunny day. Mm -mm. They're to be there for when the storm comes. And that storm came and that foundation was so 
important for who we were and our really imperfect weathering of that storm. And that's why this matters. You know, that's why this matters. This is how this can change and form a life going forward. So, yeah. You know, I think, I just think it's so powerful how that idea of never giving up, you didn't know it, but it was attached to something larger of God never giving up on you guys. And I think in my own life, my my mother always had this expression. She said, I just want to be a blessing to my children. I just want to be a blessing to my children. And she started saying it when I was in, I would say, middle school. And I'm telling you, there were decades where I would hear that phrase, I want to be a blessing to my children. And it was really lost on me because I didn't, I, some of you know this, you're listening, but I ended up becoming the legal guardian for my mother for the last mm. 15 years of her life. Her body in a different way than parents began to take over and affect her mind. And there were so many times where I would visit her in the nursing home or work on things that as an adult child, I shouldn't have to be taking care of for my mother. And I, it could not have felt farther than a blessing, Hmm. but she's passed away this last year. And I can't tell you how often I think about those hard years in all the ways that she, her spirit was loving, but her life was hard, has ended up being a blessing in my life Hmm. and shaping me in a blessed way, not in a happy, easy way, but in a deep blessing kind of way. And in both of those examples, you deciding never to give up and my mom saying, I want to be a blessing. There was this overpouring of grace to both of those expressions that turned out to be more life-shaping and more foundational than we could ever imagine. Yeah. And in both of those cases, which I kind of believe can be core to this, uh, God was in the words that were given to us, to your mom, in ways that we couldn't imagine. We couldn't foresee mm. how those things would happen. That that again is kind of the power of this. And you know, words are powerful. Mm-hmm. And when I hear you tell that story about your mom, I mean, I can hear her saying that, and yet it was so much bigger than the words coming out of her mouth, mm-hmm. as it was with me. And That's what I feel about all of this whole life map of figuring out where we are and naming our dreams and coming up with the one thing and and these foundations is that we are just participating with God in a story that is so much bigger and goes so far beyond our imagination. And there's tremendous joy to be had Mm -hmm. in participating. Uh, with that. And and that's, yeah, these things are important and they can color, but there's a bigger story being mm-hmm. written behind all of this. And as we see this as, as 
I saw this, as you see this, you saw in a particular way, and I saw the hand of God in our lives mm -hmm. in a way that might not have ever happened had we not heard or named these things. Well, and, and that's why I, I really love that original image I talked about, about a tree planted by a stream of living water, because every tree has a different fruit and a different expression. And what the nourishment of the living water in your life looks like is different than mine. Yes. But as the tree starts to grow, it discovers what it is. And it starts to know, like, this is what I need. This is an expression of who I am. And I think what this episode is about is at some point in your life, you start to see, here is the expression of goodness in my life and in my family's life. And let's name it. And let's really try and use it to hold on to us, to, to hold on to and have it hold on to us and help us, you know, make decisions about how we spend our time, make decisions about how we spend our resources. It helps like sort of get rid of extra weight in your life. Yeah. So what are some of the categories that you used to help you lay this foundation as you're discovering what you or your family is about? Yeah, the, the 360 part of the name my foundation's 360 is that we wanted to represent broadly and thoroughly uh, all of the foundations that matter for us across all of the different, in a sense, categories of life. And in this case, I use categories differently than I did with, you know, Life 360 and Dreaming 360. But they're still getting at the core of, you know, defining what matters to us most. What have we determined are the non-negotiables mm -hmm. of life that when push comes to shove and we've got the gun in our, at our forehead, what do we say? Sorry, mm -hmm. no, I'm standing by this. So it's these non-negotiables, the immovables of our life. And so I think there are some broad categories that need to at least be referenced as we're trying to think 360 mm -hmm. about this. So one of them is the area of, of morals and character. Are there some things that rise above all of the other morals and character? So, you know, you have morals like, you know, being honest mm -hmm. and having integrity, but there are all sorts of different morals that can, you know, fall in those categories or character traits. You know, I want to be strong that need to be at least referenced or considered as to, is this one of those very top tier things? And we'll be able to talk about the uh, process because the process, let me just step back and then I'll come to it. The process is going to be start with doing a brainstorming of naming all the things that matter to us. And that, you know, across all of the categories that I'll go over. And that might, that list might be 10 things. It might be 30 things okay. that matter to like, us. Like just throw out a few so we know. Yeah. So, you know, faith might okay. be, you know, something about our faith might be in it. Something about curiosity being import, important to us. Something okay. about learning could be important to us. Something about discipline could be important to us or yeah. spontaneity, or we could, you know, want to live an inspiring life right to inspire others Creative. or to be a blessing yeah. to someone else or we might really value caring about the 
the underprivileged people yeah. in life, or we might deeply care about being in community with people. Mm -hmm. Those are all vastly different, but they're things that could matter to you that, yeah, they matter to me, but they're, you know, mm -hmm. they're certainly not a top 10. So we're looking for, cause all those things are great. You know, I mean, I, everyone aspires to value service and generosity and gratitude. But as you're looking through that list of all the things you value, certain ones will emerge as not just you choose to value, but your life already has demonstrated value them. Like you, you have a pattern of that, not just thinking those are important, but choosing to make those important. And yes. I find that's important to, yeah. to look back and kind of see what emerges. Absolutely. So you begin kind of with this brainstorming and then simply looking at that brainstorming list, you will probably pretty quickly be aware of the ones that are rising above yeah. that you know reflective of your life and reflective of your gut and your heart rise above. They somehow matter more. Yeah. Even though I absolutely care about being an honest person, it doesn't make my list. Yeah. You know, that's kind of vanilla for me. Yeah. So I care about it, but it doesn't, it isn't defining in that particular foundational way to me. So you come up with these this broad list, and then you narrow down to a handful, five-ish or less, of the ones that rise above, that stand the test of time, that always you want to be true for yourself. So the broad categories, and again, that we were talking about is you've got you know, morals and character. Mm -hmm. You have things that you value deeply you know, really value margin, for instance, you have things that you might be passionate about um, and perhaps represent a strength. So like teaching is something that has been core and foundational to me. I love to teach and to share and to help people grow. Mm -hmm. That's foundational to who I want to be on a daily, monthly, yearly I want it to be defining of my life. Mm -hmm. And so it rises above. So that's something that I'm passionate about and that I believe is a strength of mine. So it's one of those things to rise above. That could be art for someone. Mm -hmm. It could be music for someone. It could be an athletic endeavor. It could be some intelligence that's really unique mm -hmm. someone that really matters to them. I think for some people, that foundation might be represented in, in something that we would even rise to the sense of a calling. Mm -hmm. you know, this is something I feel called to give my life to. Mm -hmm. And so these different areas, it can be a strong conviction mm -hmm. that I have. You know, it just absolutely rips my heart apart when I see the injustice that happens in this mm -hmm. place. It could be the environment, you know, it could be different things, but you name those things and then you define out of those, out of, out of that brainstorming list, the few elements that rise above. Yeah. And I think one of the great ways to figure what these things are in your life is to think about what you think about in your free time and also look at 
what your social media is you're following look at like what your interests are what you're reading about what your you know what what channels you're following what shows you're watching they kind of tap into and help us see what our heart is a little bit exactly what do you do with your free time what do where you do, do you your... spend your money yeah yeah well i always like to think it, like if i'm listening to something that i'm bored listening to where does my mind wander to yeah and i also think sometimes other people can name things that we don't really even see about ourselves like i worked with someone one time who i was in a teaching capacity with this person and I always just thought of myself as a teacher and I do teach and I feel great about this. But she said to me, sometimes I think even more than a teacher, you are have this like knack for getting people together, gathering people together. Mm -hmm. And she said that to me 20 years ago. And I never even thought of that as like some, it's just something I take for granted. But ever since she said that to me, it's like stuck with me. And I've noticed it's something I really enjoy. And it actually, is fun for me and it's beneficial to other people. And at, through the whole pandemic, and as we've gotten increasingly isolated, like she said this to me before I even owned an iPhone. So you can imagine how much more isolated and how much less we see people face to face. That has grown in importance in terms of a purpose in my life. And so it's just, it's cool to see when you look at your life, what emerges and to start, you know, what you're saying is this process to start to grab hold of those phrases, grab hold of those callings, sure. grab hold of those values and like set them out and look at them. Well, and as you said, I think two tremendous ways of trying to begin this brainstorming process is to ask some people that are close to you, what do you see? Yeah. If you had to say, what do, what is most important in my life? What would you tell me is most important in my life? Yeah. So that's like one way of getting at it. Another way is to simply reflect back on the major places, your history, and say, what has my life shown mm -hmm. to be most important? And so both of those can inform this list, the brainstorm list, and then even the discerning of what is rising above that. Okay, so once we see what has risen above, then what do we do with that brainstorm list? Yeah, so there, there are two extra steps that, in a sense, supercharge this. If you come up with that list, you've done something really powerful. Mm -hmm. If you take these next two steps, I think it's even supercharges it. And one is to prioritize the list mm -hmm. so that you can say, okay, I really value this number five on the list. But if it came down to a decision between number one and number five, between these two things that make my top five, this one rises above. Wow. That's and good. That, that I've never done that before. <laughs> yeah. That's actually really helpful because you're now getting to the core of the core on this. Yeah. And I, you know, I might push back on that a little because I have seasons where certain values of mine are more prominent and then they'll recede and other ones will come forth. And and maybe what you're saying is there are these consistent things, but in terms of yeah. my activities, what I do, there are certain seasons that are more prominent, but maybe sure. what you're saying is your foundation values stay the same. Well, I think they do at their core, but they can change. Yeah. Uh, you know, for instance, you know, I've added 
to your point in this particular season of life, first time I've added anything to that list in, you know, 10, 20 years, but I added the phrase, be a living example, because I realized I'm reaching a place in life and a season in life where it may be less about the words I say and more about the example that I show. Mm -hmm. And so I realize both from the perspective of that and the perspective of authenticity, that a core value is that I wanted to be an example Mm. of the things, not just say the words, I wanted to live the words. And so that became an additional value. That was something that wasn't, it didn't make the list. I never even thought about it Mm. earlier. I might hopefully lived it, but you know, I didn't think about it. So it came about later. So, you know, there's no magic formula for how you do this. And if you prioritize them and then you reprioritize them later, that's totally fine. So I think that's one step. And the second step is I think to add to your value, your foundation in any one of them, what I would call it a descriptor. And that descriptor is saying, I want to take that and put more of a laser on it. Okay. Give me an example. So an example, so many people that I've talked to about this immediately come up with, you know what? One of the highest values I have in life is my family. Well, great. What about your family? Hmm. You know, that you have a family, that your family can coexist with each other. What is it that you really value highly? What is it that you're trying to point your family to? Mm-hmm. Who is your family that you're really wanting to hold, uh, you know, up as this high value? So what would you like, what would be an example of a descriptor there? So a, a descriptor is, it could be that I want my family to be a grace-filled place, okay, a safe place. It could be, I really want my family to be impactful. Mm. I want to create a family that's going to make a difference in the world. It could be. I want to create a family that is an expression of love Mm -hmm. or maturity. But those definers now cast a whole nother color. And it says that it's not just having a family. Family, it's this kind of family that I'm trying, that I really most value. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so then it becomes, again, it becomes a filter for things like where do where do, do sports come in? Yeah. Where does education come in? Where does your in your culture in your home around the dinner table come in? Mm-hmm. It becomes much more powerful because it's now just not a broad beam. It's a laser mm-hmm. for you as a value. And I think that can come across. It's just like the example that I said. I could have said it's important. It's a value for me to have purpose in life. The descriptor was purpose with margin. Mm. And that changed the whole thing Mm -hmm. for me. So if you take those values, integrity, or I want to be a teacher, what kind of teacher? What is it about Mm -hmm. being a teacher or an artist? 
You know, you know, these things, if you can add and say, I want to create this descriptor, this really laser description of, of what this is. Now you've got something that is multiplied in terms of its impact, in terms of the place it can play in your life. Yeah, that makes sense. So you get this list and for a big list and then certain like three, four, five emerge. And then you put that list in order in terms of importance, and then you add a descriptor. Yeah, and I would actually say the descriptor is more important than putting it I would too. in order. Yeah, uh, I would too. The descriptor is what really gives the punch to the whole thing. I found it it valuable to have it prioritized. Yeah. But you've done a tremendous work in prioritizing it, just narrowing it down to five. Yeah. You know, so whether that's an additional step, it's actually an easy step. Yeah. Whether that's an additional step, but that descriptor is, is what changes it from being something that can feel very vanilla to something that's deeply personal and from the gut. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. You know, lately I've been, I don't know if this is going to be one of my highlighted lists, but lately I've been feeling like I really want my family life to be fun. Because it just gets so serious sometimes, you know, and everybody's so driven and our schedules are so busy and I'm so afraid about this is going to happen or this is going to happen. And I just find that we're having fun. All that kind of dissipates. Yeah. And I've loved even naming that. When we get together with extended family over vacations, we always play a lot of games and have a lot of fun. And I just find when fun emerges, a lot of the issues that we deal with kind of go away. So, I mean, I don't know if that would make it to my list, but as I'm brainstorming in this, that kind of resonates. Yeah. And that's the difference between saying, you know, family is is one of my foundations and I want a family that is a fun place. Yeah. And if we're too busy and don't yeah. have time to have fun, yeah. then yeah. Or... I think that's an absolutely appropriate yeah. kind of value. If that's what really rises to the surface to say, this really matters to me. Yeah. I want this to be constantly and forever descriptive of who we are. Yeah, That's great. So it's a super example of something that we wouldn't n- normally think of. This is a value for me because a value is serious, yeah. but it is what matters. Yeah, And it's great to name that kind of precise clarity. Well, and it does become a choice. Like I was just thinking about over over the break, I was having this kind of thing that I was thinking about. How do I address this with one of my kids? It's like I'm twisting it and overthinking it. And then finally, I just said, you know, forget it. I, I can't figure this thing out right now. I'm just going to have fun. I'm just going to be my fun self. And I wasn't really in a fun mood, but I chose to be fun. And I put on some music and I just did some. And, and it was like the fun took over. And even naming it, you can choose to redirect the ship sometimes towards what you value. It's so true. But sometimes it's because we've named it that we live into it. And that's what I love about this. So, you know, kind of one of the final pieces to all of this whole life map is it's all worth the paper that we put it on (laughs) if we don't look at it regularly. Right. And so I do, you know, it's as... This overboard is... as I am. I could use a lot of words for that. I look at mine every week. 
This is Tommy's organizational nerdness yeah. coming out. Yes, like, <laughs> yes, that's a nice way of saying. No, that. we'll say it's your specialty. Yeah. So I look at mine every week. Okay. You know, because <laughs> I do not. Yeah. But there's a. I should. That's why yes. we get together. Well, the I, point is, at some point, if yeah. we do all of this work, if if it's worth this, yeah. In some way, we have to remind ourselves. Sure. You know, whether it's weekly, like I do it, I think that's a great way of doing it, or monthly, or quarterly, or Somehow we need to keep it at the front of our mind, but the naming is so powerful. It is. It is. And you know how I keep it at the front of my mind is you call me to come podcast. And then I'm like, <laughs> oh yes, this is my life mission. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Well, that's great. Any other thoughts? Yeah. For all of these steps, I am formalizing them in a sense as something that someone can do online off of my website. I was going to say. TommyThompson.org. So I'll have a... Life 360, a Dreaming 360, a Foundation 360. I don't have the one thing version of it yet, but I'm going to have those to just be able to remind so someone can kind of just step through it step by step. You know, uh, we'll put some of these steps and things in the show notes, but, you know, it's a simple way and it's a simple way for you to share it with other people. And as with these other things, there's a, you know, a, a bit of work and effort. I believe it's so worth it. And we can make it fun. Yeah, you know, we can. It, it can be just kind of a, an interesting, thought-provoking, curiosity-evoking type of exercise. Yeah. Whenever I have to do something like this on the computer and I want to make it fun, I, I light a candle and have a warm beverage of choice. Yeah. So yeah, it just makes yeah. it more of an experience. All right. Well, I love that. I mean, we've talked about a lot of things. I really enjoyed this episode. But if you are looking for takeaways, definitely check out your website online yep. and you can find all of these written down in a more linear way than our conversations usually. That's right. Usually go. Yeah. Linear yeah. is not our strength, but we get there. That's right. Well, I, I count on you to keep me from being too linear. I mean, without me, it would be very linear. That's right. I so. think I've improved your ability to just adapt because you never know where we're going, right? <laughs> you write That's it all out true. and then I take it somewhere else and you don't even blink. That's right. So, All right. Uh, Sounds good. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.